Welcome to the Let It Bleed podcast, a place where you can hear the liquor-fueled ramblings of two narcissistic wizards who conjure the essence of inspirational people every week and bring it straight to you. Just how do you plan on doing that? Magic. Motherfucker. And now for the wizards themselves, David Amaya and Phil Arroyo. Well, you know, we've got another podcast episode for you once again with my man, Kevin. I think this is the third time this we've is, been on now. Yeah, yeah number there. three, Star Fox back in the building. And we're bringing him under the intro to, to introduce yeah, himself. No, like yeah. on the third time, you unlock like Yeah, the intro it's like a new level. Function. You're you able to, to come under the intro, intro and unlock Heck it. Yeah. And say it, you know, that's it's like Mario Brothers, like special fucking level. You know, like when you get the flute in Mario Brothers and then you just keep flying to different worlds? Yes. Anyways, I could go off forever on that. We're not going on any other tangents. Uh, we have a really cool uh, podcast that we just recorded. It was really fun. There's a lot of flute involved. Flo- yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of all <laughs> kinds of stuff. You know, talking about uh, the bass music scene, just uh, the hip hop scene, the, the way it's changed from the past to now, um, just kind of where it's going. The producer scene, uh, obviously about. the political spectrum. Can uh, I can I read through some of? Uh, let's see, let's see. I've got I've got the notes here. These are the notes that I take when I'm doing this. There you go. Play the notes. Country music, chicken sashimi. <laughs> uh, let's see. Vocabulary. Vocabulary. The producer age. Uh, depression rap. Uh, rap drama on Instagram. EDM Pokemon. Uh, total surround sound. When did we talk about Pokemon? Uh, let's see. New ways to process audio. Forbes list. Parkland, Texas. Yeah. Okay. So then we get political. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. And okay. Oh, and yeah. music is the opposite of war. I like that one. So a lot of stuff as you're driving off, uh, or wanting to stay inside in the air conditioning during this hot ass week. It's hot as fuck. It's been hot as fuck. Stay cool. Drink your water and listen to Let It Bleed. Just. just it will cool you down. Yeah. And that is not FDI insured. Check it out. So next week we have uh, the Kazulu Mountain Jam up in the Angeles Forest. It might be hot, but it's still going to be a great time. It's the second one we've done. Bring up your live instruments, your acoustic instruments. We're going to have a huge fucking jam on the mountain. It's going to be a great time. Yes. And you will get a free kazoo, a special free (gasps) kazoo. Act now. Act now for just $10. No. So check that out. Uh, we got a show coming up on August 11th um, that I'm going to be coordinating with Psychedelic Lions Den for uh, B-Sides. Um, it's going to be dubstep and grime music out in downtown LA. Yeah, Jay Kenza, right? Yeah, it's going to be the first time I'm working with these guys. And uh, we've got like solid solid art and vendor lineup. So I could att- at least... You know, speak to that. And then I'm kind of going into a new world musically, which I'm sure Kevin could tell you all about that and say how good it is. So check that out. August 11th, you can get tickets now. Um, real good. Yeah, nice. real good. <laughs> 10 and then I think it's going up to $15 once they announce the UK Grime Act that's coming out. Uh, and then it'll be $20 at the door and $25 after 10.30. So Dope. hit me up if you guys want to go to that. Also, what else we got going on for you, Kevin? I mean... Lots and lots, you know. Got a new collaboration uh, about to be out with uh, Mr. Chase Nugent. Hmm. Some some wobbly wobby, uh, post trap bass, live hip hop, live horns kind of track. Hard to describe, but when can we feels good on that? the booty. Dope. Uh, that want to be that want to be about two weeks from now. Just finalizing some last little bits on the mix down and then uh, little highlights we want to do. Little ad lib vocals. And your next show. Uh, next show coming up. 
July 19th with The Ruckus in Santa Monica. That's going to be cool. That one's going to be super fun. Live band action. Got the Kazulu Mountain Jam. You know, right after that, got to get those kazoo chops real strong. There you go. Yeah, and then... uh we got Subdrip. Yeah, we've got the Subdrip show out in uh, San Diego on the 26th. And then finally, finalizing here at the end of the month, Long Beach, OG gangster style, right next to the beach. July 28th, Saturday night, going to be doing that with Nugent and Dream Life. going to be a whole live trio, hip-hop, jazz, bass, just craziness. Hell pandemonium yeah. pandemonium that sounds dope fuck it looks like i figured out what i'm doing after work that night i just gotta get my tickets well yeah you know uh without any further ado though we're gonna yeah just, go ahead yeah, and just jump to, right into this podcast episode here subscribe we, to us follow us on social media at lit up Leadcast on facebook twitter and instagram and yeah i think that is the last of little bits we want to get out to yes yeah. hood red stuff with three f's nobody cares phil blah 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 blah, blah. you guys fucking get it blah, 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 blah. skip the let it bleed. Let it bleed. This is good. This is isolated. Like, I don't know. I like the positioning because you can see each other. Yes. Yeah, Before it, it was like kind of like this, like and like kind of off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it and took you me, were off to the side. Now, like, we can look at you like you're like part of the whole deal. It took me way too long to realize that, like, how much that was fucking shit up. You know, yeah. just like, oh, everybody having to awkwardly do this, or me and him having to like squeeze in on a mic and how it would all like kind of come through. And now it's like way better. And normally I have these windows closed, but like, it is fucking. Like Hot as balls. degrees out at like 9 p.m. So fuck that shit. Degrees. Everybody will have to like, you know, if there's any outside noise, what we'll to deal with it? Fucking latent fireworks and whatnot. Uh, I'll be all right. Add the live element. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking like, of live here, element, where the fuck there. is your saxophone? Why are you not playing your saxophone? Tell, right tell me to bring my sax. Yes. I'll bring. I'll dance, play. monkey. Dance. dance. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell me, and I'll bring it. Oh. I was thinking about bringing it actually. I was thinking that'd be a cool idea to to play like a little. Cover song to kick things off, dude. Yeah, never a bad idea. That shit's always good. What's the one that you were playing at the end of? uh, Where were we? I forgot where. Like they shut down the music and you were still like playing it. Like it's that classic song that's like. Is that what it's called? Yeah. The Kennedy. It's George Michael. Oh, George Michael. Thank George you. Michael. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was. Play- where was it that you were just playing that over and over again? Oh, after that was the, they shut down the music and everybody's like, was, oh my god. Um, that was a, the Santa Ana Art Walk for Cinco de Mayo. Oh, oh that's yeah, right. Because yeah. I we ended up with like tequila. Yeah, we finished on tequila. The tequila. That's right. That the was tequila cool. song. Tequila. Yeah, that was dope. Dude. That, yeah, good. yeah. Did you know in China they like it? Like they just love George Michael over there, and that's like one of their official songs for like when stuff is closing. So it, like <laughs> malls and shit, they'll play that over the speaker, and it was like, oh okay, it's time to go home. Like, That's actually knows. a really good like they did tell people that you need to go home instead yeah. of like playing like closing time or what's the thing they play at festivals? It's like clean up. Oh, that's a Do Lab song. Oh, it's a Do Lab one. Yeah, like they, they did it, they like make it? Yeah, okay, I think, I'm pretty sure they made it. You're right. It's I only was a, it was been only at Do Lab festivals that I've heard it, but like when they when they shut down the festival, clean up. Yeah, clean, clean up. 
Put your things away. Yeah, man. Like, I have been trying to find that shit. So, like, because I, this has come up a few times in conversation before where I've tried to, like, show somebody that song and I can never find it. I don't mm. know where, who the hell, like, made it or something like that. And it's catchy as hell. It gets stuck in my head. Yeah. And it gets people to clean up. But I don't and really it's like the closing song of, of a festival, which is kind of fun. Well, I don't think or I've gone. Can't do that. the last festival I've gone to where like you need to clean up or where they stop anything from going on. It's kind of been just like more renegade stuff where you just you just stay up as late as you want and there is no cleanup until the very end. Yeah, you're leaving. Depends on who's running it and what they're going for. If they can get the crowd to help clean up, they can save a lot on how much people they have to. Well, everybody hire should be cleaning up. That's it. for sure. And it makes the job easier. Yeah, yeah it's definitely good. People yeah. definitely need to be cleaning up, because um, they were like showing some videos about, uh, and I see these for pretty much every like major major festival too. But after Electric Forest this last weekend or two weekends ago, they were showing all of the trash that people were still picking up like today. You know, over a week and a half Jesus. after. The festival like how there's still people there taking stuff away yeah and it's just lot. you know it's ludicrous as but, it gets yeah as it gets worse i'm like yo like weren't we all kind of about this thing it's you the know? numbers it, thing though man i mean yeah like, that's the, that's the thing it's the numbers thing you get that many people into <sighs> any kind of situation and they're just going to take over and do the shitty things that i think people tend to they're do. just going to assume because there's so yeah. many other people there that they can do it that there's like you know they have to have something else figured out for that but it's it just doesn't work. Oh, that it's way. all the fucking Shella people. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, bro. it's it's that it's kind of the, from Shella. the '80s rock star mentality. I think we're like, or maybe even going back in the past. I'm sure it's just like the rock star mentality where you trash the room, like you go like full out, nothing matters and stuff. Like you yeah. kind of want to live that lifestyle when you're partying reckless like this. And some of the people really get into that. Well, there's think, other hippies that are like, no, keep it clean. So Yeah, and I think it's probably an unusual concept to a lot of people that like that being a part of like the culture that comes along with it, you know? Because I feel like that's like, it's like a rock thing. It's like, like you can go to pretty much any genre and yeah. you see kind of the same issues and the same Country things popping up. Yeah, Actually, from I've, what I've heard from like Stagecoach with the amount of fights and how dirty it gets. Yeah, no, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen that should be crazy. Like I've, I've it's, been. Well, there's only really like a couple of things that are, are in existence at the those kinds of festivals, right? It's like beer, boobs, and, and country music, you know, and and that's pretty much like what that's people the are there. Like, that's yeah. what the guys are there for. <laughs> like they could give a fuck less about Toby Keith or. Fucking who the fuck, whoever the fucking Hunter yeah. Mc, McGavin McGraw, whatever the fuck their names are. You Hunter know, they McGraw, that's probably They don't yeah, give yeah. a shit about those guys. They're there for the girls. That's just straight up, you know. And when they are there for the music, I'm just like, man. It's so many people heard just jacked up and just drunk and just like ready to fight. <laughs> yeah. This is it's, me being an asshole and overgeneralizing. Sorry, if you guys like country music, I'm sorry. No, no. I, for like, your I've, taste. I've been there. Like I've gone to like a lot of country places <laughs> and shows and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like I've seen that shit myself. Like, yeah. It's, it's like just as bad as like pretty much any other genre that you'd see. Because it's not know? like an old honky tonk. Like, you know, where they were playing some fucking Hank Williams Sr., some real country Even music. Those, those some, fuckers partied harder than oh, any like but that's, rapper, yeah, but that's, any fucking That's like, justified in my opinion because at least the music's good. This new shit that's out there right now, that, that's my point. I just want to make that like there's good country and then there's Nashville pop. All of these new festivals are like Nashville pop. Unless if you go to Nashville, then you're going to stumble across some real 
outlaw country type shit you know uh some some good stuff like hank williams the third or something that's yeah. some fucking real rock and roll country music not this that's fucking great. toby keith fucking um, I don't, he's pretty much the only person i know <laughs> take it easy on toby you, you keith. got that well like nine times already you can yeah. dirt dear toby keith dirk bentley dirk bentley dirk yeah. bentley that's another one that i know yeah Little, no, I can I can name a bunch. Cause I used to go to that, that that bar in Fullerton. Yeah, uh, me too. I used to go there all the time, and I still couldn't tell. I know Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks yeah. yeah. Garth Brooks, Brooks is dope. Classic. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of them that I yeah. like. You know, there's like that Zach Brown band. There's like the the Jason Garth Aldean. Brooks. I like him. No, sorry. We got uh, <laughs> who else? Fuck, I can't think of anymore. Uh, yeah, there's some good country people out there. Really. Can, was like, there somebody down the street just yelling out a country star's name right now? I feel like there was. Uh, as, we rolled, as we rolled up here. Just you have a fucking country, like, yeah. Nashville pop I'm subjected to. The American to, flag like, was, like, 70 feet. <laughs> 70 feet tall. The American flag was, oh, like, 70 feet tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's back-to-back, like, party in the USA no less than four times a night, followed by, like, you know, whoever else, other country pop bullshit. I don't know. Ah, uh, that's so funny. Oh, Proud to be an American. (laughs) (laughs) And at least I know I'm free. I would like... Something like that? (laughs) I would know because I remember listening to that song too while going to church with like my friend's family and I would be like, wait, what is this? Like, because they would play it for like church. It's like, what does this have to really do with like God and church other than just saying like, you know... Nothing, man. It's just a gross perversion of fucking like nationalism that they're selling as like you know this is what makes you be a real American because or real Christians listen to this music. Yeah, because it it tricks you into complacency. It has values. Yeah, good old values. Ask them to name three. Yeah, (laughs) and they can't like beer, chicken, buttocks. The American woman buttocks. Oh, man. I, I wish it was only that. You know? Finger licking. Not something that was, like, no. destructive. If Jesus people Christ. just let it just be that, then it could be just that. But they don't. You know, everybody's all tightened up in different things be, other than chicken and boobs. We'd be better off <laughs> if we could just focus on, like, butts. beer, chicken, and butts. <laughs> right. Like, That's true. That's the materials for that we Speaking have of chicken, we right, everything. You Art. There. Yeah. <laughs> you could dance to it. She just comes she, up in here with... She's the one who got all three. I thought you ate. <laughs> oh, we did. Well, we had sushi. We didn't have chicken. Yeah, sake, some beer. You guys can have some, some raw rolls. chicken on some, like, you know, rice, the like little, little sashimi. Chicken sashimi. sashimi they poultry. sell it, I hear, over in Japan. They shouldn't. That sounds like a terrible idea. Holy yeah. shit. I, was, well, I have a coworker who's Japanese who told me that. They have chicken sashimi in Japan. He's fucking with you, dude. He's trying to get you to try it, and then he'll laugh as you get, like, you know, spend the rest of the night over the toilet. You know what's delicious? Yeah, it's chicken katsu. Not good. Oh, that shit is good. I barely had that for the first time. I barely had it. Barely? Like the first time. Barely. Like, the other day, fool. Like, oh, barely. Shit. Barely had that one, eh? I barely it had terrible. it. It was terrible. You barely had some chicken katsu? <laughs> oh, man. <coughs> These are all pretty good accents. <laughs> Burly fool. <laughs> Speaking about burly, like you know, you barely like fucking just like made people not die when you play like the the saxophone the other night. Fool. Hey, all right, all hey, right. Oh, shit. <laughs> what happened go. with that? Why don't you tell us about uh, the Big Bang? Yes, that girl was talking oh, about that the shit. The Big man. Bang, man. The Big Bang was an awesome event. Uh, we had a lot of people go into putting it on. So there was molten lava, sweet tunes, RGL, uh, K Tribe. My friends at the Psychedelic Lion's Den came and did some awesome art. You had Squid Emoji with visuals. Um, 
This, the Good Nature Collective helped throw on a little bit of their talent. We had Fuzzy Puddles in the building, Synaptic, all sorts of people there to support the music, the art, and the I love curation how, of awesome like, vibe. It's like all like rappers that like you're naming off, but it's like all of our like our own organizations of people like doing different things. It was like a lot of fucking people there. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Like it's just so many people coming together to like make this one collective thing happen. That's the best events for me. Is it's a group's effort to make something beautiful instead of just like one individualized effort um and you get a lot of open open ideas and all sorts of creativity that comes from that yeah that's the first time i say creativity with a d creativity yeah i know that's what i was, that was a as a rapper slang for you there we go you can rhyme anything if you just oh, change it's like up a the party letters voltron a bit. you know all those crews come <laughs> together and like you know just bring the best of everything that these people got and it's you know you come up with some dope shit after that, no matter what. Well, a special treat on this one show is uh, similar to what we had uh, at the Art Walk in Santa Ana, and also what you did with at Base Waffles too. Like you guys had Chase um, come on and, and rap, and we've had Chase on the show in the past, like about a month or so ago, a couple months ago, yeah, something like that. Something like that. He's a great human being. Uh, he goes by Nugent. This is his artist's name officially. Yeah, He's been... we, yeah, we taught that out. Like we, he was like, like you know what? I'm thinking about doing that. I'm gonna rock with that. And then you know, right after that, he started using it. So I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah. I'm stoked. Uh, we've been working on music quite a bit. We were just in the the lab a couple days ago, coming up with some stuff. Um, he's gonna be featured on a lot of different artists' records. So I want to help put him out there. I, I loved when I heard him flow on top of stuff while we were just hanging out and practicing. And uh, it was natural to fit him into shows. When I was at the Fuzzy Puddles campout, he also was flowing over one of my other buddy sets and was killing it. So I see him being like definitely a force to be reckoned with over the years as it comes. Uh-huh. But um, right now, the way he goes into freestyling shows and his like choice for what songs he likes goes really well with what I like to do. And um, the live aspect of improving his lyrics and making up stuff on the spot and feeling the crowd goes right with what I'm trying to do with my horns. So it's like a really good person to bounce ideas off of. Right. So yeah. uh, I, I definitely love what we've been doing so far. So what is it, uh, is there, what have you guys got now, like in terms of an idea of what you're going to do? Is it going to be you and him or you and Justin and him? Or is it like, what, what's the, well, do you have a name or like something you guys are working toward? There's, Things in the works, we're not sure directly what direction to go with yet. I know that we all have very busy schedules and have a lot of opportunities going a lot of different directions. So I think when we come together right now, we've just been going under our individualized names so that individual fans of what we've been doing so far want to come out and check out our collaborative efforts. I think we may go with a name for a group if we really do create a lot of songs we've written together and a, and a, a whole show that's dedicated to the act. But we've been curating more and more music that goes great with um, the live hip-hop and horns going on top. And uh, I see that it's going to keep growing and growing. And, and we'll see if we don't have a new name for it and like a mini tour schedule and stuff because people like it so much. We were brainstorming some ideas today of um, where Justin DJs play some uh, you know, MIDI drums and different kind of like hand percussion. Uh, where Chase has his own setup where he does vocals but has all these different vocal effects and gear that he can manipulate things live with. And then I have my pod. So all three of us can bounce off our ideas together and be jamming so that we have something to do on each song. Because truly, um, the sets that I'm used to playing, I can DJ the whole time. I have no issue. You don't need a back-to-back person, but that's fun to 
go into making a mix and share our ideas as to which songs to pick. And in the moment, it's fun to go back and forth too. So don't deny it, but it's not a job that like really needs filling to put out the song product that I'm thinking of in my head. So what we want to do is have everybody have something to do each song so that there's a performance going on the whole time where we're all getting down. Um, and I think that that's what's going to take it and elevate it to being a real trio group. Right. That is like amazing news to hear, man. Because, you know, when I when I heard like, you know, I know you and Justin work so well together, you know, but really before yeah. I knew Chase and when you're like, oh, yeah, we got this guy who's going to come out. And I remember just being absolutely fucking blown away by the entire set and knowing that so much of it was just you guys kind of bouncing off each other. So if you guys are in the studio, like recording on some shit, like you can count me excited as fuck because that oh, yeah. you guys shit was actually like. Like I was expecting good things, but I wasn't even I wasn't expecting like that. He that certainly has a very uh, good flow, like for the style, for the for the the beats that you guys create. Like he definitely, I love it. Yeah, because you can it hear carries it all of the underground like essence to it. Like yeah. all of that like good like atmosphere, fucking like all of like just the underground rap that I I grew up like li- loving and listening to, but it is still relevant in lyrics and like you know definitely not trite you know it, when yeah. i listen to it it's definitely like oh shit that's it's kind of that's so fresh yeah yeah now he's always it's a true expression he's, you know it's coming straight it. from like him he's not trying to be anybody else it's it's definitely an artistic uh expression and i love it yeah he's he's super talented when whenever we get together he has a lyrics book and is just flipping through writing down ideas he's also just off the top of his head coming up with Really great lyrics I I definitely connect with, and I can tell he has a talent for. It's not just rhyming, but uh, like a higher vocabulary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's another another rap word. You're uh, making vocabulary. Up yeah, the sake was great during That's part of my vocabulary. <laughs> my vocabulary. <laughs> is that the name of the group? <laughs> it's part of my vocabulary. His, his vocabulary don't, is my, just because my vocabulary is bigger than <laughs> yours. Fool, don't be like jealous. Hey. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm jealous for sure. My vocabulary is all off its polarities. <laughs> That's the name of the episode right there. Vocabulary. <laughs> I honestly, I already had it written down. Oh, really? <laughs> like literally? Fool? literally? Like no, right there? Like literally? The same idea. <laughs> Yeah, man, he's he's really good at flowing though. I like when you can hear every word they're saying, and you can hear sentences and ideas and like bridge paragraphs together. Like you don't hear that in a lot of rappers, especially nowadays. You can barely tell what they say a couple words together, let alone like what they mean by it. yeah. <laughs> that was it we had it we just Dude, needed some yeah, fat right? 808s on it yeah that was perfect yeah it was good <laughs> come on was it good it, well, yeah no because you're we like we used to like what she calls scary Halloween music <laughs> or like yeah. tasty scary Christmas music that's what it was yeah that, actually I, mean, I kind of want to take that like and make a song out of yeah. <laughs> you should well, after, the, after this yeah we'll, I'll send you yeah I'll send we'll, you we'll the, with it. I'll send you the stems here this track I'm building so with like new hip hop beats and stuff, what would you say uh, that kind of is like the distinguishing like factor or like the thing that like makes, you know, something that falls under this new hip hop beat style? I noticed like a lot of it's just like really heavy bass and like pianos, if anything, for the like the melodic side of stuff. It's just well, like we're like in the couple- producer age now and, and DJs have blown up huge. And so they're putting on these shows where you don't even need a rapper and all these people are getting down to the same beats that people 10 years ago had to have a rapper. And like that was part of the thing, like they've erased how 
necessary the rapper is and put a lot more emphasis on how important the sound system is and the event and like people just go off and so when you have that live vocal on top it just is like a little icing on the cake where before it used to be a little more of substance to the overall uh, performance so i think nowadays when uh there's new hip-hop coming out the vocals are more of an afterthought than being at the forefront like you can imagine tupac or biggie or some of the biggest artists we know from the the 90s where if their lyrics were out of the track, would you really, you know, be bumping that all the time? But nowadays, a lot of these new hip hop songs, I, you could get rid of Lil Yachty or whatever, Lil Blimp, Lil Bup, Lil Please fucking do. whatever it is. And the beats, <laughs> the beats are dope. Like I don't, I don't really need them. So the producer age has pushed all these really great beats in, and and I think that's changed because people love hearing great music, and if it's a great beat, they might like the song even if the lyrics are a little not so great or the sound of the vocals aren't so great so a lot of stuff that's not so quality in that level is coming through Mm. i think we're hearing that a lot more um but there's still amazing hip-hop artists out there and that's why somebody like chase i want to help support and get him out and have as many people know about him because there's people that are really writing down words that mean something to them and are storytellers and are very talented with rhythm and musicality and and um even the jazzy side of like uh being able to take ideas and just throw them in a blender and really bounce bounce around and have versatility yeah i guess what i was asking uh before though was like about the musical side of it like when it comes to producing a beat mm-hmm. like with newer music do you notice like a kind of like signature or not a signature like a kind of just standard sound that like a lot of like the hip-hop songs that are out there now kind of you can you can definitely that. like see a pattern going on it's it's um one one artist will be very um influential and then a lot of artists will try to copy them and that's happened all throughout history like you can think in the in the dj world with skrillex how there was a right after skrillex there's about 500 djs in every area code that wanted to play the same kind of heavy weird dubstep that he was going on with and it's the same thing like hip-hop when people see somebody with you know blinged out chains and and silver teeth and they're drinking lean and it's like the same kind of flow but it's really heavy and and uh you want to do that same thing there's this whole like group of nowadays kids that really like these heavy sedative mind-altering substances mixed with like droned out like heavy reverbed hip-hop vibes and so like there's this thing that they just want to recreate that experience over and over of like this really drugged out kind of it's like sad yeah it's almost like depression hop is like kind of settling that's definitely what it is and it goes along with our society like our the, the youth, like, it's kind of like, as we were saying before, and in talking about it in the past episodes, but we were just talking about this at dinner, how it's such a common thing for, like, people to just kind of try to make light of their circumstances or their situations, their depression, by, like, making jokes about it. Like, you know... It's humor. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, but, like, everybody's really fucking in pain. Like, everybody's Mental like, health yeah. is a huge but, thing. We don't so really address... Going over society. the top and doing all of these things like that, because, like, I, I don't understand the appeal of it myself, personally, like, a lot of the younger stuff, but, like, I see how people go crazy for it, and I feel like this is just one of those things that is, like, a generation gap, like, for me, you know, because we've all... Everybody, like, our parents have it, like, from us to them, you know, and, and there's just certain things, like, even if I don't get it, it's obviously something to these people. Like, you know, the way that, like, when we were younger, alternative music or, like, you know, mm-hmm. listening to, like, Sublime or something, you know, might have been to us where, like, they were just like, oh, that's just some degenerate, you know, 
garbage or whatever. Yeah, every generation says that about the last gen or the new generation's yeah. music. But like I, I kind of noticed that it is a very similar thing. Like you can kind of look at like Sublime and like with Bradley Noel, just like a different telling into a new age where it's like these kids are, you know, they're young and they're fucking, you know, they're raising like rising to stardom. They're very expressive, very creative in their own right. They probably don't get enough credit for it because, you know, they're their appearances are kind of like outlandish but you kind of realize toward the end they're just because they don't give a fuck like they just don't give a shit yeah like, they don't give a fuck any which way like they're just to them it's kind of just like this yeah you know numb it all who cares like it's all i just don't want to even deal with it like and that's what brings out their art you know like they've got when i actually listen to a lot of like the lyrics for a lot of the hip-hop that i tend to write off so quickly because it's you know falls under that a certain style that i'm just not fond of when i like listen to the lyrics i'm like oh shit like okay they are talking about more than just nonsense you know because a lot of it is just fucking well nonsense. some of them are yeah. talking about absolute nonsense but a yeah. lot of them sound or like like a lot of the beats are similar or something like that or, or you know the way it kind of meshes in like some of it does kind of come off like that and so i know i've had the same thing where i wrote off so many people who i've like you know back kind of when this everything was like starting up like let's say two three years ago or something yeah. like that and i started to hear him and then i'm like okay this whole genre is trash and then I kind of like put them away for a while. And then as I started listening to like more, it starts like, you know, you know, infecting my, uh, my little mental ecosystem here. Like, I'm like, oh wait, no shit. A lot of them are really, really pretty sick. But some of them like they make tracks or they're on the same track with the ones who are terrible. But like ASAP Rocky actually is really fucking yeah, dope. Yeah. yeah. And ASAP Ferg too. ASAP like, Ferg. Yeah. Uh, I think ASAP Ferg is trash. Well, I, oh, I, I still, like, I like the, the, I do. I love the ASAPs right now. <laughs> I like the hoodness of it though. I like that he still keeps it like on that hood shit where it still flows. It fucking, it's pretty dope. Like ASAP Rocky is, I, I think that they're just different people and they're like, not everybody's well, yeah. going to be like on the level that relates to you personally. But like for me, I can I think I still like ASAP Ferg better than I like a lot of other like shit that's out there that you just okay they're just talking about trash like that's just like nonsense it's oh yeah no he's way better than like the little Yachty the Uzi Vert yeah you know, the guys. fucking what's his name Takashi 6 9 guy too many white guys with face tattoos you can't keep them all straight anymore no there's that Takashi what is his name is it Takashi 6 9 6 9 He's like that guy yeah. that's like doing this thing. I, this is okay. If you ever want to get sucked into some nonsense, like some rabbit holes at work, do you ever like you guys... look at look down look at the upcoming artists on the observatory? Yeah, uh. Basically, maybe perhaps. <laughs> but no, go go and like go and like YouTube some of these fucking videos of like this Takashi six nine guy, rainbow hair, face tattoos, like the whole <laughs> that whole similar thing. But this guy, I guess. He's like a he looks like a little gremlin, dude, and he like <laughs> straight up like I mean even, that's that's a lot of them, dude. Like, but he okay, well, shit, no, this guy looks like, and we're being such haters on this episode, <laughs> but no, he just this guy like seriously, anybody go look at this motherfucker up. He looks like a fucking gremlin, and I guess like the whole appeal or the whole thing that that is drawing people to this guy is that like he is doing this like gangster world tour right now where he's going to all these places, and apparently somehow and this is this is now like a soap opera that's a real life soap opera created by like the rap and gangsters people of like the los angeles community or like uh, surrounding states he he threat he says he can go anywhere without having to check in 
and so all these like bosses of all these gangs and shit like that all over like California and right. so, like they're like they're making live videos and they're making videos like calling him out saying like the green lights on you you better watch out so like his whole thing is he's going around he's claiming to like fucking play like live videos of I'm in LA yo nobody's gonna what's up like nobody could do this shit to me but like they're realizing that he's doing it not in real time and so there's like, like people are trying to go there to these places to like find him and fight him and he's actually gotten hit up by like random people that saw him at like, the airport before so it's like a real thing like it's like it's like this big fucking soap opera from like in the rap world That's like it's like so the dramatic but there's not yeah. but it's not it's not fake it's real like they're like on the phone broadcasting it because we can do that now because you don't need a company to make movies. You just have TMZ that can like gather up all this fucking you know evidence of what's going on. Maybe TMZ. It could just be Instagram Live. Or yeah, Instagram Live. Yeah. Imagine Instagram like Live. Tupac yeah. and Biggie like talking yeah. shit on Instagram Live. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, no, they're they're taking stuff like, from Instagram Live. They're taking like videos and shit. And yeah, they're like making stuff later it. on and like make in and hyping it up. Like that's what I was watching. Like you can get sucked into these videos where these guys are going around saying, nah, he, he said this, but this person went blah, blah, blah. You're like, what the fuck am I watching right now? Like, what is going on? What the fuck is this shit? Yeah, there's just, way more shit that's like but, that nowadays. But like to me, it's a joke, but like, like a whole portion of the youth, like a lot of fucking kids, they're like into it like they love it and they look look up to this guy or something like it's like what the fuck maybe not him in particular but like a lot of the music that's of that same that same you know genre yeah there's a lot of like you know gimmicks that go along with the shit you know a lot of like you know the the, the personality kind of really goes past the music there and yeah. you know it was around when we were kids too like it, there every generation has got those and fuck we probably forgot most names that came up when it came to that shit but like you know, and I'm I'm hearing him too, like you know, extension. Like I had never heard of him until he got shot. Like, yeah, same thing. He posted that. Like I saw people hating on him. Some people I didn't love. even know who he was at all. Yeah, a lot of posts about him. I'm like, who? This guy has a terrible name. Yeah, <laughs> terrible name. I would not even listen to so, his music because he puts triple X to start with it. That's like a. They, I think it's fucking stupid. Big, but like, <laughs> then he dies, names, and I'm man. like, oh, all right. What? I guess. I mean, I suck when people die, and you know, but like. But yeah, I was how like, much oh, it affected my community? I was really surprised. Like, is this a thing we do? It's like a, a whatever trending internet death is somebody everybody has to comment on it. Yeah, even though they don't really have much to say. It's oh, it a made weird. Me, it made me like I'm like oh that's a bummer that guy died. And then like after that went on for like a day, I'm like oh I learned more about this guy. Fuck that guy. Like <laughs> he was a giant piece of shit. Like whatever. Yeah. yeah, I don't know anything about all that. I just know that it's. It's kind of, it's just a weird, it's just so different. And this is the first time where I can say, like, I feel like I hit that old people mark where I'm like <laughs> saying old people things like, oh, well, I back feel... in my day, the rap. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. No, like I'm 32 and I feel like I'm older for hip hop than in my mentality. I should be like, I think only there's good, only good stuff from the eighties, nineties. And then some of what's happened since then, you know, and like, I'm kind of bitter on new stuff, and it's really weird to feel like that already at a, at a young age. Yeah. But it has changed a lot from what connected me to those songs as a kid when it was my favorite genre. You know, my favorite thing to listen to, I'd throw on hip hop. So um, it's just it's just a difference. So that's one of the reasons why I've gone with my project with live horns and jazz elements and like conscious hip hop is to bring back what I love about hip hop, but through my own. Uh, you know lenses with all these great collaborative people and and uh kind of showing what it still can be and, and how it can change but keep some of the olds still alive um because a lot of that content i still think really people need you know like they they will really connect with versus just this random nonsense where you can't tell what 
what they're saying or it's all just kind of a depressing mood or it's all about you know momentary monetary things mm-hmm. yeah no people are hungry for that you know and i mean that's that's what keeps me like hopeful like you know i joke about a lot of these people because they're you know to me they're sideshows like they're they're fucking clowns but i know there's also a lot of really dope people you know yourself included that are like out there still making good music because the benefit of it being like this internet age and everybody being able to like get their shit out there is that like really there's no limit to like genres now you know yeah. like there are some people who are making like the 80s 90s style stuff like there's really some like that's all still being made and there are a lot of really po- like cool people out there that are doing that you just kind of you got to put some effort in to look for because it, it might not be on the radio you know so, yeah. yeah we were having Definitely. sushi right now and we were saying because uh, we were in like this little sushi joint down the street and they were playing some like kind of tackier like 90s 80s 90s like you know like kind of Department jazz. department store music, you know, okay. like yeah. like you know, you're like that t- that type of jazz. But he was realizing that the baseline was like, was no, I know this baseline, and he recognized it from a Grizz song, and it was like, yeah, you know, really exactly. what that is, it's it's same like these producers are really going back and like probably picking up these songs that they fucking knew were like that nobody knew, and they're kind of just like you know, just taking the general baseline because I mean they are just general like blues or like rhythm and blues type like you know funk soul. Uh, and jazz uh, rhythms, but then they just like threw a heavy load of like electronic uh, production over it too, and mm-hmm. like made it to where it sounds cool now. Because like we were talking about how '80s songs, a lot of that era, like the, the music was so bad, and we thought like, what the fuck? But like it really was the shit that definitely like paved the way for all of this now. Because now we could take those general ideas of rhythms of fucking you know, even synth sounds and just add heavier shit over them. And just fucking, like, yeah. like, it's, like, perfect timing now. It's, like, now it's, like, fucking awesome. I, I, yeah, I wonder, like, fuck, I feel like there's, like, an evolution. Like, I feel like you can almost see, like, a Pokemon evolution from, like, different 80s bands to, like, bands now. Like, how that got there. So I'm thinking, like, oh, man, Devo is totally, like, drum and bass, you know? <laughs> shit like that yeah i mean well you see it like in the house world like, like just all the songs that you can just easily take and just throw you know a fucking house beat over it and you got like some dope ass remixes and it's so simple oh um, yeah and that's then, honestly and it's with my favorite hip-hop thing. with the, the yeah. bass music too it's in you know there's even other ways you could just recreate like simple things like i was telling you the idea for uh if we were to play live at that like festival um uh the I don't want to give it away on here, but the one yeah, no secrets. We'll yeah, keep it, keep it hidden. We were talking about that one like classic song that if you just do this and then just throw some bass over it, like boom, like you know, it's just that's all you really need. Everybody goes crazy because they're like, oh shit, I remember that song. Well, the the sound system culture has taken over. Um, I know friends of mine that don't DJ, don't play shows, that can list to you you know five to ten different types of speakers that are at different shows and they know like the difference between them and how to describe the qualities of them because they've gone to so many shows and the sound system is on the lineup just like everybody else is listed as an artist or the artist uh the painters you know or the vendors they're on there too like so people start to get attached to function one and hennessy sound and danley's and pk and 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 uh it really not only is a huge part of each show, but it changes the music that is made for a show. So, um, you know, in the past, they'd have individual amps on, on different gear and we'd have all, all this work for the live sound guy to make magical and make it happen. And there's amazing people in that, that avenue. But now we have a lot of shows where the sound system is already set up, two CDJs, it sounds fat, and it's louder than most um, 
most shows were able to pull off before, especially in the low end. And so a lot of a lot of people are just get lost in that bass sound, which is one of my favorite things. So that's why I have always loved hip hop and, and jazz. And those two things are influencing what I'm trying to put off as an artist. But that that bass that comes from the sound system is so enveloping and, and just awesome that a whole bunch of producers have dedicated their sound to featuring different ways to manipulate those subs and, and really make an experience out of it. Um, and so I get lost in that as a producer too. I, I always started making um, music with the idea of making hip hop beats and, and a lot of my friends that produce music are the, are the same way. It's, it's an extension of something from the past, but with this adaptation of this technology, this sound systems that are just ridiculous, it kind of changes what we're able to pull off of the show, but then also what people going to the show are looking for. Um, and I think it's it's a whole new thing that's changing music altogether that you can't deny like before they had you know speakers set up for guitars like fat stacks and stuff and that sound was unlike anything else before you know just like an orchestra was unlike anything else before that like where there's small little chamber groups now there's this big 70 person group that's like unstoppable in terms of their like force there's this new age with these speakers and uh, I just can't can't wait to see where it grows from that. I think the combination of acoustic instrumentation, live vocal elements that connect with people, and then also using the sound system to your benefit is where the sweet spot is for artists going forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of a trip to me. Like, you know, because when we were, you know, dealing with all the the big bang setup and stuff like that, everybody, you know, you wanted to have the uh, the speaker system on there. I was like, I don't think I've seen that. But I'm realizing like- It's part of that community for sure because it's part of the element of it. Like you got, because that was the one thing that got me really starting to listen to it more and more. It's because like they would show me a lot of songs, you know, on a home, you know, system or just like even on the computer or something. And it's like, okay, it wasn't really like my style, of, like tempo, you know, cause like I can only hear like a good half of what it's supposed to be. Cause then yeah. you go out to a place where you hear it on like real speakers, the speakers that they're supposed to be heard on. It gives you a whole different fucking light on like, you know, on what the fucking, what it's about, why all these people are so obsessed with it. Yeah. That picture is yeah. becoming a lot more clear to me. And like, that's actually like, that's a trip, but it makes a ton of sense. Now that you say that, like, I, I wasn't even really like aware of that phenomenon, but that actually like, okay, I'm in, I'm on board actually with that, like that idea. It's an, it's an awesome power to wield. I mean, the combination of just standing up there and playing songs that you love and having other people say they love it back and dance to it. That's an incredible rush that most DJs go nuts for. But then I like on, on another level, when you're improving on a, a live instrument or you're doing vocals like Chase does, I mean, it, it not only does the crowd respond even more because you're pulling back to some of their shows from the past that they love, but there's this like whole aspect of that conversation between this sound system that's this big, huge force to be reckoned with and then the live instruments, which are... Uh, like hit your soul it's just a, a real cool combo um and i'm hoping more music comes out like that i've seen more and more producers that i know that are bringing live instrumentalists like a flute player to come in and play or uh, you know like a, a dope guitar you know and to get in front of the stage and jam out and stuff you know and i and i think i can't wait to see the next level of instruments come through that we haven't even seen built yet that just like when you look at them, you're like, what the hell is this guy holding? And how? The, what is that sound? I've never even heard it before. And I think that that's going to be one of the coolest new things besides just this, these crazy sound systems being 
built to completely surround you, like maybe four point sound or six point sound or things that that are completely surround sound where you're having speakers from every direction around you and the producers are making music to take advantage of that. And like the environment is, is built towards that, you know, completely 360 view of music. Damn. So would that be like a, like, you know, instead of like looking at music as like a left channel and a right channel, but looking at like a full, like six channel spectrum and like, yeah, sounds like that. Yeah. That's fucking sick, dude. That that's what I really think could be like the the next step. I, I I like where an event is like an environment, and like there's all sorts of things you can look at in every direction. And this old school mentality of you just stare at one square box stage with some lights flashing in the eyes, and the whole time your eyes are up there, and every once in a while you have a conversation of the past is is changing. And 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 like eight years ago when I started going to these events, you know you could talk to friends the whole time. And it wasn't so important that you stared up at the stage. And I thought that was interesting because it got me to look around more and get engaged with the people around me. But I think you could take that even steps further and really create some crazy experiences where people just are in a whole nether world, completely lost in this whole artistic expression. Dude, that had never even like occurred to me. But holy shit, that's like, dude, that would get me to go to so many more shows. Are you kidding? That's a fucking like... That's, that's what that's you're looking for in music, I think, is to, to get lost in the in the moment. And like we we're talking about hip hop, that can happen when you have some really conscious lyrics and you're really vibing out to it. Or that can happen with a, a really beautiful music where like there's a sax solo. For me, sax is my favorite. But you hear it and it's just like hitting you and you don't want to talk about anything. You're just like lost in this like flow in your brain and just things make sense. And I think like um, more and more producers are going to hopefully tap into that instead of the the other vibes you're talking about that are plaguing hip hop currently. You know, it's funny. I was ta- I was just thinking too like how guitar is going to now be the new saxophone or horn or like trumpet, you know? Yeah, in no, terms of like <laughs> back before guitars, like before electric guitars really even took off, you know, in like the what was it? Like late 40s or early 50s, you know, it was all about horns and brass instruments and and stuff like that jazz musicians you know like it wasn't about the fucking guitars at all and then guitar like just became since i was a little kid since i was born the instrument like that's like the at least for me you know that's like the first thing that just that that was the first and only thing that really truly mattered for me was like the guitar out of all the other i used to fall asleep with the guitar next to me for like three years yeah you know and so you play it all day but you can't imagine a world because there were so many different generations of music that like the guitar was still such a heavy thing and not to say that it isn't now but I mean, like, you know, there, there was like the 50s, 60s rock and like 70s, 80s and and through the 90s grunge. And then, you know, even like the 2000s, all the way to now, there's still music being made with it for sure. But it is becoming more and more of this like obsolete instrument being that like people use MIDI controllers to produce music. And you can get a guitar effect or sound if you, you know, you either sample or you use like the, you know, the MIDI for to live play or something, you know. And, and Well, the thing with instruments... You know, guitar, I'm sure you can remember, like, before you built up calluses on your finger mm-hmm. or you got great technique uh, in either one of the two hands or learn how to, you know, play along with the song. That all takes time. And um, nowadays, people have the choice when they're young musicians trying starting out, they can just hop on a computer, click some mm-hmm. buttons, and every sound already sounds great. Like they can get them from these great sample packs. Yeah. I love sample packs, but you can take a sound that a producer spent a lot of time on developing, and re-put that into your song, and then just tap a, you know, tap a few buttons or get a little controller or a little, um, you know, touchpad, launchpad, and you can 
just with your fingers playing a really dope drum beat that sounds great right away mm-hmm. or a, a really cool line then where you can fix the key and you don't have to know anything about music theory and so there's this kind of shortcuts that are hitting where they're allowing people without a lot of effort you know physically or straining or practice hours they can sound cool right away and i think that's what plagued a lot of old teachers methods that i've had in the past where some of them were incredibly inspirational great teachers and i mean to sell teacher short but a lot of them got into these very um heavy difficult ways that you have to practice your instrument the when you're you know working on things you have to do things over and over and you get kind of lost in 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 how tedious it is to be a musician and nowadays there's all these things shortcuts that you can just bypass that and i think a lot of kids are having fun faster doing those and getting recognized by their community more you know like the kids that are killing it at piano right now you know, age 10 and stuff like they have some friends that like that. But like the kid who has a MIDI controller and is making beats that play on live sound systems sure. and people are DJing, that kid's cooler. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, so like it's there's a, a even the guitar. That's the same thing with the guitar. Yeah. You can get a kid that like could play all this shit on the guitar. Now, back when I was a kid, it would be like, that's cool, you know, and then now it's like, who cares? Like, what's what, you know, what kind of mixer are you using? People, <laughs> you know? yeah, people care, but not as as much as they used to. Right. Um, yeah. Are you getting the sense that like, you know, there's that that thing like, oh man, if they didn't do it the hard way, like it's not real. Like do you feel like that's like a sense of the community or do you feel like it's like, no, they're they're doing it. They're still Well, I'm very much part of all these new changes have taken place. If I didn't have Ableton or you know, MIDI controllers or um, access to really good microphones or my own ability to make music in my house. Yeah. Like going back to the eighties or before that, you know, uh, like every, every year has brought a new technological advancement to everything, but music included. And the years of the past had to do it harder, mm-hmm. you know, had to put more effort, had, it, yeah. it was more difficult to put out a great sound. So things from sixties that are on vinyl, you know, we can really fall in love with cause it took a lot of work. Mm-hmm. to put that together so i i can appreciate old school cats are getting in that mentality of you know the the old way is it's the right way but new technology has opened a lot of doors into other manipulations other ways to resample a sound 10 times in a row within 30 minutes you know and make something that's completely you would never think of you know or, or really use a lot of chains of things together um very easily not to get like too technical on things but there's a there's a lot of new ways to process audio that didn't happen before and they're easily accessible and there's all sorts of tutorials and teachers online and people you can talk to that will help you figure out things that in the past didn't, they didn't have. So I appreciate the people in the past that, that had to work so much harder, um, but the newer stuff is letting all sorts of musicians really create products that um, work for them now and like can be part of uh, their journey as putting out music. I can't really say it's the right words, but you know, I mean, like it could, it could be. It's no, kind it's of beautiful a, in the way though that like, okay, there's a bunch of different types of guitars. There's a bunch of different types of like brands and stuff. But the thing about these are, these are all different types of instruments. You can like, they're really, it's like becoming less and less of a standard thing for people to like carry the same thing. People are building and like creating their own rigs, right? Like their own, their own setup based on like how they like to perform, you know, how much of a live experience are they going to contribute to the mix that they've already created, you know, and like what kind of live show are they going to put into that? And so it's all like so much more unique than people are giving it credit for at this point. It's a lot like the sixties, you know, where like it kind of went away from the late fifties, the early sixties, which happened to be 
great music, but a lot of it was kind of like, you know, studio based. Like, it's like, this is what it takes to make a pop song or a hit. The Beatles did this and everybody's going to sound like this for a long time, Mm -hmm. you know, until bands really all just started sounding so much like themselves. And record labels had a lot more control back then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In terms of what music we'd experience on the radio. Well, yeah, but I mean, even in the 60s when they still had control, there was still like, okay, like the Doors didn't sound like the Beatles and they didn't sound like the Rolling Stones. Kind of, sort of, if you're looking at it from a super far away, like you're generalizing it to the point, like, does rock and roll fool? You know, like, (laughs) like there, yeah, sure. But like they really all, that was like a, a very important thing about the 60s is there was so much new unique sound so many new unique sounds coming from all of these different people to where later they eventually people kind of say okay we're going to take a little bit of this we're going to sound like this this and this and then they created the, that flat thing this is what it sounds like 70s then it goes to 80s 90s and then now we're back into this electronic uh, revolution you know this like era where it's like all of these gadgets that it's kind of a thing that's like for me i have to admit like i'm not well equipped at all for it because I passed I kind of skipped over gaming and like all of these other things that really just taught a lot of young people how to be good with like like electronics and technology you know like basic shit like I'm kind of like one of those old people like I don't really like I'm like oh I need help they said our generation too I don't know who they are but they they (laughs) say they say our generation is going to experience that faster (laughs) than our parents generation and it's going to go like that for like a a while now it's it's just going to because technology is going to keep changing year after year so fast that we're going to feel older sooner each generation that comes after us like is going to have that too. It's basically like going to jump like a thousand years. Like I can't years. understand what these 16-year-olds are doing, you know? Yeah, sure, I like believe that. It's, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I've been actively trying to fight that sense, you know, whenever I catch myself, like some kind of thought, you know, in that like that same boat, kind of creep in. I'm just like, nah, I'm not going to be that guy. Not yet. Like, give it a shot. Give it a chance. And I'm usually, you know, happy with the way that shit goes. But yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes I'm just like, like, I remember when I found out that, like, oh, kids don't use Facebook anymore. Like, you know, high school kids and stuff like that. They don't use Facebook. I'm just, I'm just like, that fucking blew my mind. And then I'm like, oh, shit. What I'm is that it? Guy. There's, like, the Tumblr. Really there's all these other surprise. different things. I used Zanga. Then I went to MySpace. Yeah, then I had Twitter and Instagram. Facebook. I just had my I, I couldn't do Twitter. I, just, I don't I do was, Twitter either. I, I can't keep up with it. I fucking love Twitter. Yeah, I know. You like it. There's Tumblr now. And like, I hate Twitter, but... <laughs> yeah, I hate Facebook enough, too. I, I just stop. know that I need to use it for, like, you know... Uh, that's a, a huge part of our community, at least. Yeah, for it, for it definitely Everything is. I'm doing, that's all, all we talk through is Facebook, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And now Mark Zuckerberg, I just saw... I said his name kind of funny, but... Zuckerberg. This is Zaki, I swear it's good. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, he's now the third richest person on the planet. He just, I, he just I believe that. He passed yeah. Warren Buffett, I think it was. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's that's So now crazy, it's just man. Bezos and uh, Elon Musk raised up there. I don't know if... He, no, it's uh, Bill he, Gates. Bill Gates is number one. Yeah. Elon yeah. Musk is not the in the top three, but he's... I think he's in the top like... Fairly so Gates, Gates is fairly number rich. one in Gates the world? Gates is number one in the yeah. world, yeah. In the world. In okay, the world. what about like... So no like Saudi princes or anything like fucking... I think they make like some of the top ten, but... Yeah, well, this, this sure. is also probably their reported income, you know? Like there's probably not to say anything about Saudi princes. Or just people in general. Like the there's people in general. Usually people that have I'm money sure have like, like from different places probably. In that area too, there's tons of money. We know it. We see it, but we, we don't... We don't know if they account for it the same way that sure maybe in America we account for. Well, because if I had a lot of money, I'm not gonna tell everybody I have a lot of money. But wouldn't that but also be, wouldn't you know, that also that's be like said a something that we do in America? Guys, 
That could also be said for any of these guys, though. Yeah. Anyone oh, shit. Sure. I, I, I just Googled True. this right now. Oh, okay, wait. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's Bezos, then Bill Gates, then Warren Buffett, Bernard Arnault, whoever that is. Yeah, they Mark said Warren Buffett Bird. just dropped down because he, he's part of like this annually uh, annual million-dollar donation to some fund. Or some like charity or something like that. Yeah, He's, I know. I know some of them have like donated their way out of that top spot. Yeah, like Bill Gates has for sure because it's made like billions of dollars to the Gates Foundation and stuff. I think I just saw Zuckerberg uh, moved up. Yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know how old this is. All right, maybe it's like a Forbes. Like, it looks like it's actually like an ongoing thing or something. I That's crazy. I they have second by second who's the richest on the yeah, planet. Exactly. That would be a really interesting Based ticker. On, like, stock well, price <laughs> I mean, we uh, already we uh, already know that no matter what, like Facebook in maybe ten years or probably less than that might not be anything. I mean, just as easily as it is something right now, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's like you know. I don't think that's going to the idea that like oh, some technology is going to come to replace that. Like I think Facebook. It depends on how much gold your technology has. It might be ten years or it might be twenty years, but like eventually, it's not going to like fucking last forever. It just yeah. won't like that's never. It's never happened. Well, where we grew up with Nintendos like and there's yeah, Atari's and then they get surpassed, and, and then they other... get surpassed, and then they get surpassed. Something surge. new will always come yeah, along. Yeah, but, but we always had, or like we've always had, like you know, the New York Times, mm-hmm. like the Washington Post. Like I think it's gonna be you know, some people have a that. big enough hold that they, they won't be replaced, or they'll they'll have a longer stay for sure. Yeah. Or like and Facebook, definitely, they have so much influence on it on a million things. This is all assuming like they don't get like shut down or something like that because of everything that's like kind of going on. They brush know? it off. I guess their stock went down quite a bit from the recent scandal that we found yeah. out with Cambridge Analytica, and then they're but now up like uh, 30, 40 percent, like right back up to where they and on path to keep going. Yeah, because so, no, they, they did the whole obligatory. Well. We're sorry. Remember, yeah. like South Park, yeah. when they had fucking beef. We're sorry. <laughs> what was yeah, it? The their commercial British fucking British... cracks me up every time. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah it's... we we were here to connect you to your friends, da da da, and then we go- something happened. We fucked, and up. we're doing it like it's like no, there's something happened that you just yada yada yada. Yeah. It's like you completely like destroyed we're like doing the American democracy by like right. aiding and abetting a foreign power <laughs> like taking over this country. Like, oh yeah, something happened. Something yeah. weird is happening. We're, sorry. We're in a weird town, right? A weird time right now with with China. The yeah, it's prime weird. minister is, is prime minister president. I don't remember which one. Uh, he's a uh, president. Xi Xi Xi. Yeah, president Xi. Xi Or is it prime minister Xi? No, no, I think it's president Xi. Yeah, Xi. 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 Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't want to say it the wrong way. Anyways, he got. Probably. I probably said it the wrong way. Right there. Um. But he, he just, I guess they got rid of term limits for him, so he's pretty much set in to be... Yeah, he just, uh, like, seized power. Until after, he like, dies, he's, yeah, yeah. He's after a long time not a of, dictator like, getting point, rid of his, like, dissenters and stuff like that. I think like, that's happening uh, with uh, Russia taking, uh, what was it, Ukraine? Crimea? Crimea, yeah. Crimea, yeah. yeah. They, and, like, annex them. I feel like there's some weird moves where people are trying to go back to imperialistic ways of, like... Oh, you know, changing the map of the world, and I feel like we're in 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 that part of history where it's going to happen again yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, whether we, the United States, want it or not, other countries we're approaching want it that. fast. No, yeah. well, the problem is, is that like you know, Putin is is architecting a lot of this stuff, and you know, with the with the goal to like dismantle the EU, like you know, get rid of NATO, and then you know, get the world to like still recognize him after he you know annexed Crimea. Yeah, and and he's fucking winning. He's really good at what he does because no, he took over this it. country. Our country's helping him do what he wants, Absolutely. which is very disheartening. 
Yeah, no, we've been not, we've been fucking had. Like we've been taken over by Putin's people, and it's it's ridiculous, man. It, it, it's it's so crazy. We just had ten senators in Russia on the Fourth of July, and they all come back going, you know what? We really should like lift the sanctions on Russia. Like I think we're, yeah, you know, yeah, cool. It's not really doing anything, you know. So like, well, we just we just let them go, you know. And the whole Crimea thing's like, oh, really, really, do we care? You know, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, like. You should care. This is it's not our neighbor, crazy. but if Mexico took Texas back, you think we'd be would be pretty crazy, right? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I, oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. I mean, they nuked the whole fucking yeah, I know the whole country by that. Point. God damn, man! Like just today, like remember those, those guys in Oregon, those like rednecks who like you know got their guns and like took <laughs> yeah, over the government building and like held it for so long. Trump pardoned them today. Okay, like the ones that like set fire to like government lands and like almost killed like five firefighters. Those guys, he's just like they deserve you know, a pardon for sure. Yeah, dude, I actually went through like just today. I just took quick notes on like all of the horrible news that like I read, and if you'll forgive me, that was one of them. Um, for today, this just is just today. this is just from today. Um, all right, so also Trump picked his uh, his justice nominee, okay. you know, who you know, coincidentally is the only one that believes that you can't uh, indict a sitting president and that a president should like should be able to pardon himself and basically be above the law yeah what a, what are the chances i mean that's that's crazy <laughs> well you know good for him uh i found out uh oh okay they uh probably kidnapped a Amer like they deported an american citizen and have like orphaned their kid and they cannot find them Oh no! Uh, and yeah, and they were citizens. Uh, let's see. There is, let's see. Okay, well, Crazy. the justice that retired, you know, his son worked for a major bank that took money from Russian oligarchs and gave it to the Trump campaign by the like tens of millions or something like that, like a hundred million. And so that's the guy whose son. Oh, coincidentally, he stepped down, and now it's they're saying, oh no, they've been in talks for him to step down if he would nominate this guy. Like, the guy that he wanted. Like, all this, you know, hyper-conservative, like, overturning Roe v. Wade. Like, abortion's going to be illegal in this country again. And, yeah. um, you know, they're also going to rule on whether or not a president can just pardon himself. So that's actually what's at stake right now. Which is which is crazy. That's It's it's Trump. He's definitely guilty. We don't know how much or, or of what and when. But it's going to come down that he's guilty. But he's playing every card he can whether it's, you know, getting people on media, on TV to talk for him, or it's doing things behind, you know, the scenes. You know, it's, he's just doing everything he can to make sure that he can keep going on for what he would hope three or four terms are indefinitely until he dies. Like, that well, would be his dream to finish off. He's lashing from, out like a cornered rat right now because he yeah. knows, like, all of this actual shit is going down. And, you know, he could cause a constitutional crisis, which is why he's trying so hard to reshape the courts and the law and, of course, public opinion. Because as long as he has the the super, like the majority of the House, the Senate, he's got the Supreme Court, everybody on, is on his side, even the lower courts. Like, he can't be impeached. He can't even be, like, checked because they don't have the spine to actually say, hey, what the fuck? Like, you know, you can't do this. You can't steal uh, you know, 3,000 immigrant kids with no plan to reunite them to them. He just missed a major deadline today where there was like 105 kids under five years old who were supposed to be reunited with their parents today. That was like the deadline that they set with the executive yeah. order. And they got 34 out of like 105. And they just, they don't know where the rest of them are. 
They have no idea. Yeah, it's nuts. This this like whole political thing has never affected my view of music or like what I want to do as an artist until recently, um, where I see this is kind of. Uh, I've I've heard this Trump as being like a forest fire, but then everything after forest fire usually grows back green and healthier or something mm-hmm. like that. So I, I feel like after he's not president, hopefully that'll be soon, and. Uh, and, and things maybe can settle down, hopefully, and that we don't get another person that's just like Trump, but just a different person, mm-hmm. you know, which is possible, too. Um, maybe we can go back to feeling more relaxed just in our own skin. But um, this, like, uneasiness is spurring all sorts of artistic expression. And I think that we'll enjoy the music and the art that comes from this period, even though we don't enjoy living in it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I could, it's like a double-edged sword and I think that it's going to raise, he's already raised a lot of issues as to how we treat women, you know, and, and, uh, what we want in, in our president's candor and how much he can talk to the public and like how we want to be represented across the world and stuff. I was never more concerned about tariffs or like our relationship with Canada when we, you know Obama was president or I was a younger kid but now yeah. as I'm going to be older as an adult there's this whole generation that's experienced this now that are going to hold our lawmakers and our um you know presidents specifically more accountable and hopefully we can get past this point where we feel uneasy and like we're just kind of have to do what somebody is making us do which is you know the worst feeling in the world and uh, we can get to a point where we're more unified and, and everybody feels like they have a voice in creating this human experience, especially as Americans, you know? Yeah, you know, and that's that's one of the most like uplifting things about some of this is to see how many young people now are like, you know, civically engaged and civic minded. Like these these Parkland kids, like they, they made it cool, you know? Like my brother and all of his friends are super into this shit. So I took my like my little brother who's a, he's about to be a senior in high school, like him and two friends over to, uh, you know, the protests last weekend. And it's like, shit, man, like I could not find one person who even would know about that shit when I was that age and like this obsessed with that shit. But now it's like it's becoming a thing. Yeah. And and, you know, those Parkland kids like they're still they're still going on tour. And I read this story. Uh, I think it was yesterday about how, you know, they, they, they went to Texas to hold like one of their uh, town hall meetings and stuff like that. And there's a bunch of counter protesters over there. And, uh, like one of the kids was talking to the counter protesters and he was, you know, he was talking some shit and he was talking about one of like the more famous kids. And then he kind of showed up and then the guy's like, Oh, it's you. And so, you know, he started asking him all these questions. Like, why are you trying to take my guns away? It's like, actually, that's not our platform. We all actually think guns are an important part of the community and stuff like that. We just want to put some legal, like a, uh, some reasonable, uh, restrictions on the way that we handle them and the way that we do stuff like that. And their, their platform is super reasonable. And then they're like, Oh, okay. And so I guess the conversation went on for, you know, like a good hour and a half as he, as he, like they all fielded questions from the counter protesters that were there. And by the end of it, like they were, they were helping the counter protesters like register to vote and stuff like that. And they were like on their side. It was just amazing. What a little bit of like diplomacy conversations where like people have a chance to speak and, and speak freely are awesome. I think what we get in the news and, uh, just on TV all the time is all these like quick quotes or like headlines that would be on a newspaper headline. I know that's a lot of the way Trump likes to write with like putting things in all caps and things. Yeah. Um, and, and you get used to these talking points and these like spins and, and, and people that who represent maybe your political view, like maybe you're Republican and you're watching Republicans on TV talk 
uh, or Democrats, and a lot of them are very silver tongue. They're very good at being able to spin something or flip it or change to a talking point they want to talk about well, and not know, actually address that's something. All bullshit and now. we can see it's bullshit, but that's not what we need to f- solve these issues. Yeah. That's why we're mad at our Congress and our government is because people are they all do that shit because they're all selling aside. And we bought we we got the ultimate salesman in the in the president that that's all he's doing is selling bullshit for somebody. As long as it works out for him and his family, he's stoked, you know, and he's already figured that out. It's going to work out well for yeah. him and his family. It already co- has. What a coincidence so, the tariffs don't affect Ivanka's, yeah. uh, you know, you know deals in China or anything like that. Yeah, it's, 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 in, it's insane the time we live in, but I think it will spur a better future. And it's, it's weird that we're experiencing it. It's, it's almost like this between the Disney movies, Clinton 90s times and and going into Obama where there's all this hope, I feel like my young mindset of the government was like a very different direction as to where America is in the world and where it's going to go. And this last like two years, I think it's been only, um, it's completely changed as to, and I, I totally understand the America that we've been and like how much farther this thing has to, to go to get where I think it's, you know, in the right direction. And there's so many people that think they know the right direction anyways. So it's kind of a hard conversation when there's all these people that are like, well, let's make America great again. And it's like, well, <laughs> can you break that down into like two paragraphs about when it was great and, you know, how that affected your family directly. Right. You know, and, and you can't get people to have that like secondary conversation. It's just about that first headline that they want to go with that sales line. And it gets kind of hard to have these like, real conversations to get real answers i mean you're you're right you know there's there's um there's a part of the the show the west wing which i've like recently binge watched because it's one of the greatest shows that was ever made man um i have a bone to pick with you though breaking bad is definitely better than fucking the wire uh, it's, yeah. I'm gonna agree. I'm on that. So wire, close. Yeah. It's so close. I don't know. The I, wire's I a lot of the same thing, time. though. It's like it's just the same thing. We get it, McNulty. You're a badass. So get the fuck out of here, <laughs> dude. The wire. The wire is a great fucking show. Uh, like, right. I, I, I cannot watch it. I comfortably say that it's better than Breaking Bad. But like, if there's anything that like comes close, Breaking Bad know. is pretty great. Anyways, go on thing. about go the, West with the West Wing. Incredible <laughs> show. And there's there's a part where you know uh, where. The, the president is debating his uh, like his challenger you know in the general election and all that and and it, it's kind of you know make America make America great again might as well have been what he said and it in and the question was uh, you know why why do you think you should be the president of the United States you know it was that that 10 word answer and he goes there it is that's 10 word answers like but tell me I will I will vote for you right now like if you can give me the 10 words after that and the 10 words after that because it's like politics is not easy. It's not simple. It's not something that you can break down to a bumper sticker. Like yeah. it's complicated. It's intricate and nuanced. And you need somebody who's willing to have those conversations and and really dive into what all these policies mean and stuff like that, rather than how they feel. And and that was I think uh, you know one of the greatest like rebuttals to how far things have stra- have strayed since. Well, I mean, ever. I don't know if it was ever really that much better than what it is now, but you know. It's just just crazy this level of um, deceit and shadiness that I feel f- coming from the top, which I had never really felt before. 
You know, like yeah, I, I was annoyed normal. with Bush. I thought it was funny when they made fun of him on SNL. Yeah. I also thought he was pretty stupid the way he talked. Yeah. But like his, the way his policies and his ideas. Well, he at least tried to cover shit up. Like, this yeah. motherfucker is not even trying. I don't really he's remember. Like, he's like, doesn't even give a shit. Yeah, no, it's just he's in like, your face. I can do this. Ha. Huh? Like, you know, he like, you know, he's just over there like, bitch, I could do whatever the fuck I want. Like, and he's doing And he it. has done it. He said that in the <laughs> Axis Hollywood. He doesn't tapes. even yeah. like budge. It's like, literally grab him by the pussy, but no, just as like, a life really, philosophy. Nobody's like, in charge of it. Like, <laughs> it he's matter. doing shit. And, and like, he's like a big staff, bully that just kind of comes over and takes over. Yeah, like, his staff the, are finding out on the news, like, while, <laughs> like, while we are. Like, just all of a sudden he'll tweet some shit and they're all like, what? what? So That's we're going to roll with this now? now? Yeah. Okay. And then they all scramble to get it done. Like, well, they just found out because Putin announced it, like, on Russian TV that they have, like, regular correspondence via, like, a personal cell phone. Like, it's not like a logged call with the White House. It's not done through any official back channel or anything like that. It's literally, like, just him and a cell phone. And they call each other and they talk. Yeah. And nobody knew about it. And there's no recording of it. There's no transaction there. And then, you know. It's so inappropriate. About, yeah, we're finding shit out about him from the reporting of foreign media. You know, that's how we're finding out about, like, you know, the way he talked to, like, Canada and Australia and uh, North Korea. Fuck. It's like, we, we we cannot trust these people, like, to a level that is completely unheard of. And I cannot stress this enough. This has not happened before. Yeah. No part of this is normal. We are so fucking far off the track here. Like, yes, everybody should be as, like, nobody is being hysterical. Like, this shit is fucking crazy, man. I'm seeing it more and more where people are awakening to that same mentality and uh, trying to be very proactive. But it's it's a thing where, because of his positioning and who supports him, it's he's always going to be, like, two steps ahead. So it's just got to, like, you got to tr- try your best. But, you know, ev- everything that is coming out is he has the, you know, day or two ahead advantage that gets him the to keep going because he's done all sorts of crazy shit his whole life and always because of some new deal he made got him out of the old deal that he was you know fucked over on well yeah i mean it's it's all i think it's it's like the whole machine that got him there because he's like he's a symptom not necessarily the cause and i think that machine has built such a powerful like propaganda wing that's got people so entranced by every little thing he does to the point where uh, Kim Jong-un is like pulling in a higher favor favorability like report with Republicans than Nancy Pelosi is like yeah. they prefer this brutal like murderous dictator to that I mean I've I've gone over a thousand examples in the past of like why it's so fucking like real. what's up with him is How he still is anything, go- is anything going on with Kim Jong-un him? oh yeah no he completely ramped up all of his uh you know like you know nuclear missile capabilities and stuff like that and he's been he's been working on it forever and they're reporting it on on state news and they sent secretary of state uh, mike pompeo over there to 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 north korea to like talk to him and they just fucked with him the whole time like they just make him sit in a room for like hours and stuff like that like lights would go out like they didn't feed him and shit like that like like just like shit the fuck with him and then he never met with kim jong-un like while he was there he's like oh sorry i'm busy you know like, they were just, they're just embarrassing him. And then they're going on state media, like the North Korea state media, yeah. and they're showing videos of it. They're like, ah, look at these fucking, like, American, you know, dumbasses. Like, we no, I'm that. sure they're trying to take advantage of us, <laughs> for yeah. sure. Scandalous. Yeah. It's scandalous. It's, it's, 
Well, I'm sorry to laugh, but it's kind of like comedic. It's like and I'm only watching everybody this. saw this coming, except for that yeah. fucking dolt. So, well, he's using it as points to yeah. why he's a great diplomat and that his base should vote him in again. Absolutely. Like he's trying to do everything now, as of the last like three months and going forward to help him get reelected. Like that's his new new well, focus and effort. I think he knows that the indictments are coming down. Yeah. I think he knows that Robert oh, yeah. Mueller is like hot on his tracks. Like they've got like seventeen indictments and five guilty pleas. Like he is right around the corner and he's 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 trapped. You know, mm-hmm. like he knows like yo know, the law is coming for me with hard clear evidence that like I've been working with the foreign powers. So they're trying to get everything jammed in like as much as they can because I feel like most of them knew this was coming. You know, so everybody's playing along just to keep this shit going for a little while. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he it's these are like wild overreaches of presidential power and stuff like that. I think that. So, some people got out of him what they wanted, which is that tax cut. You yeah, know? that was a the biggest A lot of rich one. people are very happy for that. Yeah. He, uh, there's things that I'm trying to know what else the elite who wanted him in power and are supporting him and maybe still support him currently, what they could get, want more out of him, you know? Because yeah. destabilizing our place in the world uh and and our economics on the world stage is not necessarily something i think they're into you know and um creating culture wars is not necessarily something i think that they're super into but who knows maybe they are i don't know i think, they're, I think they're indifferent to it yeah, yeah. but well, the so. money thing makes sense like if, if they got that then and they wanted him for that yeah i understand why you know he had such backing to go into it but i'm wondering what else he can deliver for his uh, oligarch base that supports him not well, his not his base that he wants to elect him but the people that he's making policy for i mean so much more i mean they just got rid of scott pruitt and so all these epa re- regulations stuff like that that's all true regulations that all, are you know getting hurting old money game. yeah exactly he's yeah. rolling back um you know the consumer financial protection bureau that's gone so credit card companies and banks to go back doing everything they were doing that led to 2008 and 2007 and um and yeah i think the next thing that he's i mean Hopefully, like this is like kind of getting out there. Um, but you know, I think he's trying to destabilize and dismantle NATO, and yeah. I think that is, I mean, that has been like the bedrock of modern civilization, like after World War II. Like, yeah. you get rid of that, and there's no safety net anymore, like, there's no cooperation to make sure there isn't any like great dictator rise to power. Um, and I think he's kind of like signaling in that direction because I think that's what Putin would want. Uh, hopefully, I, yeah, you're you're right. Maybe those are things that they would want, and he has more work to do because he's definitely gearing up to try to get elected again. Oh yeah, I could see that. You know, you could see him on the campaign trail currently. You could see him still like trying to charge up his base, which his base is designed. Like he he said this years ago, where he, if he were to try to run, he would go with being a republic, even a, Repu- a republican, even though he's not, because he would get I, he I, could get them to vote for him. I snubbed that quote. And I don't think that one is correct. You don't think? What did he say? I like like I've heard this from a couple of shows, but maybe I, I mean it could be wrong. But shows, I like shows shows. that because it was one of those things that like kicks off my mind. Like no, that's too perfect. Like that can't be real. That is way too like just. That's I've too seen it and I've heard it, but who knows? That's the thing with like you never know what the fuck is true out there because people make well, memes. I've, like, I've read like a like fact no, no, fact sure, checkers yeah. and stuff like I've that. I've said, said initially like, when you, when you're watching when you're looking at these things initially, like you can see it and be like, well, why would they lie about that? But people blatantly do go fucking lie on the internet all the time, <laughs> and they they make up quotes and put that that's there, true. and people don't have the time to look into shit, and so they just like believe it, you know. Well, there's a well documented yeah. like machine of like you know somebody will make something like a blog will make something up, you know, the strip make it up, 
and then uh, like a semi-legitimate blog will pick that up as the source and then report report that mm-hmm. and then it just escalates up the chain until it gets under Fox News like well no several outlets are reporting that like this is this but you can trace that all directly back and see oh no it was just like one guy with a blog that like kind of made it up and he sourced like two tweets from it you know well I can I can feel a narrative from the left where Trump is the devil and evil and, and needs to disappear immediately you know and that's not always the case and there might be words there or things that go with that and then like yeah, on the right, they'll try to sell him as a god and a hero and like somebody that is unlike anybody else that's ever existed, a cowboy, mm-hmm. you know. And like, so there's all these cowboy. narratives like being pushed. I mean, they don't say he's a cowboy. That was more of like no, a for sure. maverick, I maverick know, cowboy was I like know, Romney, but yeah, it, I know what um, you're saying. Though. Yeah, like they have all these thematic he's ideas. He's a badass that doesn't take shit. He's yeah. like a John Wayne, Clint Eastwood. The people like they that like a lot of people like worship religiously like you know it was kind of like the same thing with Charlton Heston back in the day too it was like Charlton Heston was Jesus and Moses at the same time he was like fucking like yeah. you know fucking John Wayne was the Duke he's the fucking man and Clint Eastwood you just you just don't fucking challenge whatever Clint Eastwood says he could say the most racist fucked up thing in the world and it's what yeah. Clint Eastwood said you know just stop being a pussy. Clint Eastwood said it. <laughs> you know what? You never saw the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> right? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, those are great movies. But yeah, those guys are racist as fuck. And fuck them. Now. Well, I, I could see how. I at least feel his base is a little more designed, like, into this one box. And it's definitely not a box that I'm inside of. Like, uh, I don't connect with a lot of the, the themes and, and the languages coming out or the, you know, racial tensions that are coming out of that. And uh, yeah, man, that's so, even worse. That's well, the scariest part because I've never felt like racism was so. Clint Eastwood made a movie around. basically to like kind of justify his racism, or at least like try to to downplay it to where you like it just accepted it. For that what was a it pretty was. good movie, though. It was a good movie, and for that was sure. Like kind of the point. It was but, kind of the point, but that's I mean I got I, that's what I'm saying though. Like he did that, and it was just like okay, but it's still like your fans didn't pick up the message <laughs> you know like the ones that are like they're supportive it's like the rick and morty thing like you were saying yeah. it's like no they're still you know worshiping rick as if he's like this person that they want to be when really no he's just kind of a piece of shit yeah i've been i've been noticing that kind of theme a little bit more lately like like recognizing it where it's coming up people who just like worship a lot of these things and get the exact opposite of what the message was you mm-hmm. know you got, you got like the Rick and Morty. I think Joe. Ro- I think that happens on Joe Rogan's show a lot. I think that happens with like you know South Park and Fight Club and like there's a lot of like pop culture that we all know and love. But there are so many people who take that and go, oh, being like a giant piece of shit is cool. Yeah, like Scarface. Yeah. Scarface is probably like the biggest one. Oh, yeah. It's like everybody like, oh, fool, I want to be like Scarface. Like you realize he gets <laughs> shot the fuck up at the yeah. end. Yeah, fool, but there's like a mountain of coke there, dog. <laughs> you know, the like, whole thing is he's yeah. empty and like dead inside yeah. way before that. And, I like, never understood that. Love. How people like looked up to like that share when you watch Goodfellas or like, you know, even The Godfather and you don't somehow get the like most important part of the message everybody just thinks oh that's fucking gangster fool it's like dude every gangster story has like a certain fucking message which is don't be a gangster yeah, <laughs> like just yeah. don't do it without it you know just don't, just like every blow story is like just don't do it you know like come on you know i mean not what? to say that being gangster is not fun every once in a while you know but like you, you're eventually gonna I mean, sometimes you want to do hood rat stuff with your friends. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you got to just go do hood rat stuff with your friends. I think the internet um, makes our community so big 
where our parents' generation didn't have to deal with that so much mm-hmm. that we're exposed to so many new personality types and there's ideas. just so many information go- so and much everybody kind of gets lost in that and so looking for their pocket to fit in and it's kind of divided us more than um like I, I feel like if you were to look back in the native american communities like they had to be so tight-knit when they're hunting and dying together and trying to feed each other and like survive and uh and they were just like you know 20 of them or maybe 100 you know it was a lot smaller of a community versus with this huge community now that uh, uh, especially through online, but just uh, well, there's TV, there's your phone, there's there's like a I mean a million ways that people contact you, and uh, it's, it's you get kind of lost up in all the different personalities. You could uh, be like, this is the right way to go, and some people that are really galvanizing and polarizing can to come to to power so much easier than I would think before. I feel like Trump would not be as popular, you know, twenty thirty years ago if he didn't have the tactics he he uses on the internet and stuff. It's, it's like a whole new frontier. All these, yeah. all these bad ideas get to flourish with other people who have the same bad ideas, you yeah. know. And that's not like I always thought like open communication and people being able to understand and talk to people from all over the place would foster like a new generation of tolerance because people would see like, oh, we're not any different. Like you guys are fine. And I'm realizing, oh, well, shit. no, it is happening though. It's just going to take a lot longer and a lot of shitty stuff's going to happen because. Well, those never, people, those people that were ignorant, didn't just become ignorant only on Facebook. They were ignorant before Facebook, and so this we're part of the first generation of Facebook and technology that way. Where now, after this wave of things, you know, there will be less, at least in that regard. You know, in the future, it's going to be something completely different, unfortunately. But like right now, those people are going to definitely, it, it's they're going to lose, you know, and they're going to they're going to start to fall off, and it's going to start to change little by little. Like you, you said, you're already seeing it. You're brother and his friends you know they're younger than yeah. you could have ever imagined going to these things and doing stuff that like, i would fucking shit never even have done in college you know <laughs> like i mean yeah but, yeah but i on the on the same hand though it's like we're seeing like actual white white supremacist groups like come back like not be ashamed or anything like that because they're yeah. and they're all able to find each other and grow I think it's the actual the, like directly scary the numbers. yeah and yeah. it's be- it's exactly it's because of the internet, you know. Is, yeah. If they were just left in their own little pocket before, but now you've got things like uh, 4chan and and you know GamerGate that are you know giving all these people something to like drive towards and stuff like that, and it's it's indoctrinating them into the into these like white supremacy white supremacy ideas. That's kind of how the alt right you know I got think going. It's just a, I feel like if the people are already experiencing that hate, they're going to go that way. It certainly is a, a way to get them there faster, or probably to aid them, but like. This sort of thing, the problem's there, and they're going to keep multiplying until eventually this wave is wiped out. As I'm saying, you know, it is the unfortunate circumstance that we are experiencing, and that we're always going to experience. There's never going to like not be fucking shitty people out there that we're going to have to combat and try to rise above. That's always going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And so we can't, but you can't discredit the good that it could bring too. The the you know togetherness that people have experienced through the internet. Oh, definitely. If you measure it comparatively, you know. Oh, absolutely. No, I would not. I would say overall, yes, the good does outweigh the bad. Okay. You know, but but you also like I'm I I and I don't know what to do here. I don't know what the answer is, but you know it worries me that it is fostering like like all, all of these like these mass shootings and stuff like that. If it's the same fucking profile. They're all yeah. like, you know, this, you know, incels, alt-right, like, you know, 4chan, like, meme posting, like, Pepe the Frog, Avatar, you know, white dudes in trench coats, like, with the fingerless gloves and shit like that. And, and like, that's something that I think needs to, I don't know, 
be addressed in a way that's obviously like constitutional. I'm not saying anything crazy, but like, you know, how do you culturally like teach people the like the problems of that and, and deal with that as a, as a society? I think teaching people is really you hit it right there just kind of buried in your sentence but i'm gonna go um, with my super hippie dippy answer when you're done too. <laughs> okay but i think like education i mean i don't want to talk about devos or what we're currently doing with our education <laughs> yeah. systems but um i i'd say huge huge thing that we don't really invest in in most countries and we're one of the better invested countries in it but i think the better taught our community is the Generally, they'll be more peaceable and, and more productive. Absolutely. So, I mean, uh, that's not always the case, but I, I definitely think that's a huge catalyst towards bringing on the revolution of the human experience that we would like to be a part of. And uh, and it makes me sad when, when I see schools closing programs, closing departments, teachers not being able to find a job, you know. Yeah. They, and and uh, we, def- we definitely need to put education as like, in the in the forefront right behind probably health like health and then education and there's there's a direct correlation between like poverty violence and these after school programs and stuff like that like i was just i was just reading someone put together like a like a like a timeline of like the illinois governor like shutting down all these after school uh programs and stuff like that i don't remember the details all right now and then you know crime like two years later crime spikes and you know especially around these things so does like you know the rate of dropouts like that, like all this all this shit starts going bad because of that and then you know the governor the governor and his you know cohorts kind of like point to chicago and they go like oh well obviously it's the mayor's you know failed policies and stuff like that and he's saying no like this is picking up because there's all this going on and it's just like mm-hmm. each each one of these things kind of begets another and i think a lot of it does start with education like you're talking about man yeah and education too like we're starting to realize that it's the standardized way that they've done it for so long isn't effective for everybody and at least now we have the ability to teach in so many different ways um but i think that you know back to what my hippie dippy answer was going to be something that you can do in positive ways other than just being a kinder person and paying it forward every chance that you get because it is those little small things that do go a lot further than we can ever really measure um making art whether it's music whether it's uh you know art that that speaks to people in a way where they can receive the message that you're putting out for them and you know it'll make them want to um you know do something about it it'll move them to go in at least go in that direction hopefully because that's how i've been moved you know a lot of people receive things differently some people you know uh react better by like watching direct information from the television and some people like hearing it in podcasts some people like reading about it in the newspaper some people like seeing messages portrayed through movies you know that's a very effective way like the movies there's a lot of bad shit out there but you can definitely use that platform for you know making positive messages for people oh, just I, yeah oh i was gonna say just real quick like i think that actually is like that's playing out right now and i think it is having an effect having an effect you know because if like imagine if you felt really strongly about something and all the things that you love every piece of every tv show ever all the comedy you watch all the music you listen to everybody's like hey if you like this shit you're a fucking asshole like i think that is definitely like wearing on people and they're going Mm -hmm. like oh man like do I give up all these fun, like these things that I liked, or do I stick with like my little community team here? You know, and I think that's that's enough to kind of draw people away in that like art is educating people about what is wrong with this shit. You know, yeah. 
Yeah. We were all educated by our like movies that we grew up on, like we we're talking about right now. Lessons learned from the movies as well as music, you know. And as you you grow up, you start to relate to the people that you listen to and their whole all the words that you used to chant without really understanding them growing up, like start to take on a whole new meaning. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Now I've like experienced that, what they were talking about, what they went through. And it does shape you just the way you believe, you know, in, in so many ways. And yeah, so that's that was my answer for no, that's a, it's a great stuff. answer. I think art and uh, and music and those like forms of human expression really connect us a lot and and are pretty much the opposite of war. Like that's when I was in college, I was trying to decide if I wanted to be a biochemist and work in a lab or maybe be a doctor or if I wanted to do music. And I chose music because I felt like it was the best thing that I could do with my energy on this planet. And because I felt like it was the opposite of war, like it brought people together. It definitely my spirit felt it a lot and I really enjoyed it but I see at all these shows people from different races different ages different backgrounds coming together and being together peaceably and even having a blast a lot of them smiling and dancing and like being free and I feel like that's got to be the most opposite of what war is where we don't connect at all and we you know, treat each other like animals we don't even you know they even make up nicknames for the other side so that it's easier for you to kill them and stuff mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy yeah. the way that war gets you know yeah and so um, I'll always uh, think about that in music. And, and I'm, I'm thinking as the times that we're going through that it's the like bands like Rage Against the Machine and, and stuff like that that really brought political, you know, values in their them. music and so still put on a great show. I think there's a lot of room for that to grow. And I'm interested in and also adapting some of those ideas to uh, shows that I put on or be part of, you know? Yeah. Because I think it's an important thing to to give voice to the movement of the human spirit and people that want us to come together and, and uh, be the better versions of ourselves. I think that that side needs more champions, too. Definitely. So yeah. speaking now, of what's their new what's their new band right now? I'm blanking on it. Oh, it's like Rage Against the Machine. Prophets of Rage. Prophets of yeah. Rage, that's what it was. That's with actually just, yeah, it's Tom Chuck Morello, D. Chuck D, and Be Real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're fucking sick. Yeah. Well, I just want to plug a few shows before Yeah, we go. that's yeah. what I was going to ask you. So okay. since we were just talking about the I'm coming together, what shows can people come together to fucking see the saxophone, the space jazz? Well, you can always uh, music. follow me on Instagram or Facebook or SoundCloud if you look up Star Fox, S-T-4-R-F-O-X. And I've got these posted up. And uh, as, as the weeks come, I always give, give a little uh, you know, flyer, a little uh, info as to where it's at. But basically, on the 19th, I'm in Santa Monica with The Ruckus, playing a, a live band uh, set with vocals, guitarists, live drums. I'm playing sax and trumpet, and it's going to be a fun, you know, bluesy, surf rock kind of jam. Uh, we've got the Kazulu Mountain Jam. Of course, you know about that. Ooh, We're going to come together and do a little kazooing in the woods, but also actually do some pretty cool music, acoustic jamming, uh, you know, a couple-day retreat out in the woods. Uh, in San Diego, uh, on the 26th, I'll be out there doing a, a show for Subdrip. Um, and then on July 28th, Love Long Beach Festival, I'm going to do that one back-to-back with Dream Life and have New Gent come out, uh, chase, and do some vocals. And uh, that'll be the live trio group. Um, that one's only $5 ticket. It's right on the harbor. So I have definitely suggest that for all my local friends and anybody that uh, wants to come out that's listening. Um, that's the four next ones. But, but you know, always keep an ear out. I have shows every month and all sorts of new music coming out. Excellent, excellent. So where can we find you, Phil? Oh, well, you know, you guys, you can always find myself in my, you know, 
pretty unhinged uh, political rantings. If you want some more of that, you can check out my Twitter at uh, Phil Nobody Cares. And if you want to check me out on Instagram, uh, where I take uh, selfies of me crying as CNN plays in the background, uh, you can find <laughs> me at Nobody Cares Phil. <laughs> and you can find me as always at Hoodrat Stuff on Instagram and follow the psychedelic lines den, psychedelic underscore lions underscore den. Check out all this dope ass art. Be sure to come to the Kazulu Mountain Jam, which is next weekend in the Angeles Forest. It might be hot, but it's going to be really fucking fun. If you're not going to Comic Con or Northern Nights or any one of the other festivals going on, be sure to be there or be a muggle. Anyways, thank you all for fucking turning in. And uh, as always, subscribe to us on... Uh, go ahead, Phil. Do, do, oh, do that thing. You know what? You, they can go ahead. Whatever you would have said, you would be right. Because we are fully syndicated across the board, my man. You can check us out on iTunes. Fully. You can check us out on Stitcher. You can check us out on a TI-84 graphing calculator. I mean, I swear to God, Spotify. <laughs> we are everywhere. So. My friend said he saw you on Grinder too. Yeah, oh. yeah. No, I, I, I post it there. Okay, I go good. I, I, it's like a, it's like a, you know, a person to person, like it's a real intimate form of marketing that I do to try to really boost our numbers here. Perfect. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I'm all about that business. And I stuck into it. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for tuning in. As always, let it bleed. <laughs>